Rogers on the microphone with Ross MG. All people in the dance would agree that we'll well qualify to represent the LBC. Me, la la loe, run to the body, dance to the rhythm, it gets harder. Yeah, that's how I like to start off this show. Yes. This song just brings back so many good memories. Put it on a road trip. To uh, California, and it was a smooth ride. Yeah. So, uh, welcome to Midnight Confession, guys, with your host, the one and only Soundwaves official, the gorilla behind the music, coming to you straight from Oregon. Wearing my Stormtrooper hat here uh, that I purchased in California, Disneyland. So, uh, talk more about that here in a bit. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the song in the intro and then the outro of my podcast. Every time I make a podcast, I always come to you guys with new songs. So like for instance, with this epic edition of podcast, I have three new songs out there. So first topic, and it is movie of the month. Um, so yeah, I'm broadcasting all the way from Oregon and um, on Periscope. So, you know, recording a podcast and then multitasking with uh, Periscope here, trying to spread it all over the world, worldwide. That's how uh, Soundwave's official rolls. So, um, yeah, welcome to Midnight Confessions with Soundwaves Official, um, your host. So I'm going to put on some uh, deep house music because that's just how I do my show. Um, uh, and if you guys, if you guys, um, the first topic that we're going to be talking about here is going to be movie pick of the month. So you're going to notice uh, uh, I range through a lot of different things. Um, Topics and it can be from cartoons over to concerts in San Francisco, and yeah, I'm all over the board. So yeah, yeah, and you'll notice, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about here in a few. Um, so movie pick of the month, it's Zootopia. Interesting fact about Zootopia, um, it was released as Zootropolis in some European countries. Not a lot of people know that, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's had a worldwide gross of over $960 million. You know, talk about a cartoon, you know. But um, it was made by Disney. It's well made. It's just like, it, it's hilarious. It's like, my favorite character from that movie was definitely Flash. Flash the Sloth. He, uh, his personality just kind of popped for me. Because you could tell he, <laughs> he had a good sense of humor. He, uh, yeah, he... he he, he lived life uh, freely, you know, without worries. Yeah, if you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, the second movie that I'm really looking forward to now is going to be uh, the new Disney movie coming out, Alice Through the Looking Glass. I mean, I have always been a fan of Alice in Wonderland ever since I was young. You know, even the cartoon. Then... Um, and then the movie came out, you know, Johnny Depp's in it. It's just like, uh, he's an awesome character. But um, main actress uh, that plays Alice, uh, she's, she's cute. And yeah, she does an awesome job. So um, definitely looking forward to that here at the end of the month of May. So um, for people that, you know, yeah, even at Disneyland, I've taken pictures with Twiddle D and Twiddle Dumb. It's just like, they, it's just 
that. It's just something that fascinates me, that story, like that plot, you know. And it takes a lot of imagination to come up with something like that if you really think about it. Like, I mean, it's not easy to come up with a Chester cat, you know, two young chubby guys that are twins, um, a witch that, you know, or a queen that, you know, likes to paint roses. Yeah, you know, like it's, it, you know, you, you really got to be creative to come up with this. And that's what fascinated me about that movie ever since I was young. It's, uh, I guess imagination's always attracted me. Anything that's based around imagination. Yeah. Well, that's my viewpoint on Zootopia. If you want to check it out, feel free to do so. It's an awesome movie. Topic number two, Apple's new software update. Uh, the one that just one just recently came out, but um, the one before that was called. Uh, they came out with this new feature called Night Shift. Night Shift, Night Shift really helps out because uh, when you're coming out from a dark room, like let's say a movie theater, or your car, and stuff like that, and you pull out your phone, bright, it's bright, and your it hurts your eyes. So Night Shift's made so it kind of uh, gives it a yellowish kind of a, a glow to it, so it's less intense on your eyes. And it's a feature that I highly love. I mean, Apple's always kind of stepping the game up, always doing new features, making your phone even smarter. So yeah, that's the reason why I love Apple. All right, guys. Uh, I promised uh, on the last session that I had here on um, Periscope that I would do a tribute uh, talking about a topic um, that it is kind of sad, but, you know, it, it it's... It has to be talked about, um, you know, be out in the open about it. And um, if for you guys that don't know, um, basically uh, on this episode, we're remembering the artist formerly known as Prince. Um, and for this occasion, I'm going to pull out this uh, cool mini Martinelli's apple cider, you know, just kind of a, something special, you know, kind of to... Uh, and representation and just a little twist off it's pretty cool and it's already bubbling yeah but um he uh he was definitely uh someone that you'll you'll always remember he uh his full name was prince rogers nelson he was born on june 7th 1958 and unfortunately passed away on April 21 of 2016. He is, uh, he was not only a songwriter, but also a multi-instrumentalist, record producer, and he was inducted actually into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004. He also won seven Grammy Awards, a Golden Globe Award, and an Academy Award for the film Purple Rain. And just the few things that I've mentioned about him, this guy, Prince, lived life to the fullest. And you can just tell, just by that. And for that, um, I'm gonna take a sip of this Martinelli's sparkling cider um, on his behalf. <sighs> so good, I love this apple cider but yeah let's keep uh, talking more in depth about this um, famous artist that so interesting fact that not a lot of people know is um, but now they do it was just something that he was kind of he was was very, very private person if you guys can tell 
even in his interviews, he was very private. So um, he 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 enjoyed that privacy. I mean, he made a studio that was his home, his music producing studio, and um, yeah, it was all in one. So basically, he didn't have to leave anywhere. He didn't have he had everything all in one. So it and that's awesome, you know. Like why not? <laughs> if you have the money, why not? You know. But interesting fact is that he also became a devoted Christian in 2003. So a year before he received that um, Academy Award, um, you can you can sort of uh, at this point consider him an an artist with morals. <laughs> I mean, is that possible? You know, nowadays, yeah, Prince proved that. And he was a something funny. Uh, another interesting fact about him is that he was a stickler for bad language. He kept a swear jar at Paisley Park, which was his home and his music studio located in Minnesota. And if you swore at Paisley Park, his home, he would charge you between $10 and $3 per swear word. Can you believe that? Like, who does that? Prince does that. A devoted Christian, obviously. And he wasn't joking about this. Like, there's been reports on TNN regarding about this. And um, he, you had to basically pay in cash in this little bucket he had. Expressed one of his close friends, James Lundstrom, on CNN. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of crazy because... Prince didn't have any kids. He was a grown adult. And um, he knew what he was doing. Like, I mean, he's been around the world. He's experienced things left and right. He had the money to do what he really wanted. And, um, you know, after all that, he still decided to, um, to practice his uh, beliefs. And apparently very strongly. Uh, because some some might find that kind of like out of this world kind of thing. Like it's like an absurd idea. Like it's just absurd. It's just like who who does that kind of thing, you know? I mean, most people wait till they have children before they introduce a swear jar into their home. And some, not even then. They just like, you know, it's, you know, it's like, let's all live a sailor's life, you know, you know, D this, F this, you know, stuff like that, you know, but, um, Prince wasn't like that and, um, Prince didn't even have kids. So, I mean, for me, that's extremely commendable. So it just shows how he had high moral standards. And if he was picky about something little like swearing in his personal life, that meant that other areas or facets of his life were also guided by those same high moral standards. That's pretty unheard of for an artist. But because of that, I just have higher respect for, um, for Prince Rogers Nelson. Yeah. Um, I, I personally always enjoyed playing two specific songs from him and um, 
that was uh, usually, you know, I whenever I DJed private private dance events and stuff like that. There was two songs that always uh, I people would request or people would always you know kind of like I want this song you know stuff like that. Those two songs were um, "When Dopes Cry" and um, also the second one was "Party Like It's 1999." Um, yeah, just awesome songs that I love and were always hits on the dance floor. Um, yeah. So, like, uh, I, I followed this story closely on CNN. Uh, a family member expressed on there that Prince made it clear to his family that if he ever were to be taken from us, he wanted to die with dignity. Uh, he had very precise ideas about how he wanted his death to be handled, and that he did not involve—he didn't want to involve a huge funeral, but a quiet service. And that explains, you know, why everything happened the way it did. Like, you know, a week after his death, he was, you know, even less, you know, than that, as he was already cremated, and you know, it, it just it wasn't a big deal. Like, you know, I, you you've seen other artists, um, you know, when they die, uh, just examples, you know, great artists like Elvis Presley or stuff, you know, other artists like that, um, in, in that same uh, level of things. Um, and you know, it, it becomes an extremely big deal. But Prince didn't want that, which is really surprising. It just means that he really enjoyed that privacy even after his death. Um, he wanted to be kept to the minimum of fuss, expressed on CNN, family member. Prince was such a figure that you don't need a funeral to remember him by. Process that. <laughs> Because it's so true. His music will always live. And um, his actions spoke louder than words. And that's some of the reasons why I have high respect for the artist formerly known as Prince. Yeah. Those... Yeah, it's such a dope song. Turn that up. So uh, uh, coming up with um, topic number five, a video. This is actually a pretty funny video. Um, on this on this video, um, there's a it's a basically a Japanese learning English video, but the 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 way they did it, it's it's kind of surprising, um, and it's kind of funny um, the way it was done. Um, and I'll play right here, right right now. Um, also play a little bit of volume here, but um, this is just kind of like uh, on the spot um, for Periscope uh, viewers. It's kind of on the spot podcast. Uh, this video, once this whole podcast is edited, will be on there, um, and you can actually enjoy it better that way. So it's just a exclusive uh, videos that will be on there. So just, you know, follow on, on the site that I have uh, link on there on my YouTube site, um, and um, yeah, you'll better appreciate what I'm going to talk about here. 
It's kind of weird how they did that, where um, you're learning English while doing the exercises, and um, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Um, it's it's definitely a creative video, um, and here comes the second scenario here. After you you know how to say take anything you want. And then um, she gives him the bag. And now, the guy's telling her, don't move. If you do. So it's, uh, I mean, it's kind of fake scenarios, but you know, it's, it's, they try to make it as realistic as possible, but at the same time, it's really cheesy. So now, they're uh, moving their legs while doing jumping jacks. And they're saying, spare my life. Spare my life. And at the same time, you're, you're learning Japanese. Um, it, it's really, I, I haven't seen anything like this before. It's, it's, it's just one of those videos you gotta kind of see yourself. You know, I can try to explain it as best as possible, but um, yeah, definitely, you know, subscribe to my YouTube channel and I will be having this podcast edited here uh, in a you know week's time. So she runs to this cop. He's like, the cop tells him, calm down and speak slowly. Speaking in Japanese, but this is kind of their way also of learning English. So, in this scenario, they're like, I was robbed by two men. I was robbed by two men. And they really get into it too, which is funny. They got a big old smile on their face. So even though they had, they just went through this dramatic experience, they're all, they all have big smiles and just exercising and having fun. It's, 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 it's like cheesy, like I said. But um, definitely uh, check it out. It's, it's hilarious. Alright. So, um, yeah. Alright. So now we're going to move on with second video. Uh, this is actually uh, a 911 call. And... Um, you you wouldn't you're gonna be extremely surprised uh, when you find out who's actually calling that 911 line. A councilman from Dearborn, Michigan, is outraged over a 911 call. He wants to know why no charges have been filed against a police officer who admits to confiscating marijuana from suspects and then baking it in brownies. And once he and his wife were full and high, they thought they'd overdosed and called 911. I think I'm having an overdose of so my wife. Overdose of what? Marijuana. I don't know if it had something in it. 
Hackney Police and Rescue. Do you guys have fever or anything? No, I'm just, I think we're dying. Okay, how much did you guys have? I, I don't know, we made brownies, and I think we're dead. Time is going by really, 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 really slow. <laughs> well, instead of being charged, Prilla. <laughs> Sorry. Instead of being charged, the police department let the officer resign. His wife was not charged either. So far, police officials have not commented on the case. Now, how do you follow a story like that? Yeah, it's true. How do you follow a story like that? But you know what? This is Midnight Confessions, so I definitely got a story even better than that that will follow up. Let's talk about it a little bit about this video here. <clears throat> so you never expect a cop to call 911. Because he over him and his wife decided to overdose on pot brownies that they made themselves at home, and basically it was it was stuff that he confiscated from criminals. He just stashed it on his own, like he just kept it. And you know this news news report came out on there. Um, the reporter was laughing as she was, you know, expressing the, the report on TV. Um, this cop calls all paranoid and stuff. He's like, I think I'm having an overdose. And so is my wife. And he's like, overdose of what? He's like, oh, marijuana. I don't know if there was something in it. Do you guys have a fever or anything? Like the, you know, 911 is asking them. And how much did you guys have? He's like, I don't know. We made brownies and I think we're dead. Time is going really, really, really slow. Four times he used really. So this guy was definitely like out of it. And um, yeah, the reporters were just laughing in the background. One even snorted like, <laughs> like she couldn't keep her like laughter in there. It's it hilarious. But um, yeah, check out this video. I'm going to have it on there um, once the uh, podcast is edited. So yeah, please subscribe, guys, so you can fully enjoy this experience of the epic edition. All right, have that uh, deep house in the background. Oh my God, yeah, it's awesome. All right, so next video that I have, on this specific video, uh, I wanted to share a pretty, a pretty cool event that happened in my life personally. Um, and you guys can actually take a lot from it um, as far as cruising tips, um, travel tips, you know, where to go if you really have the mentality and really love electronic dance music. So um, back in 2014, um, I, it, happened, uh, it happened while I was on a cruise. They were celebrating, this cruise was celebrating their 10 year anniversary. So they've been doing this for 10 years, you know, they just wanted to make it big, you know, um, and, and you know, they did. What the passengers on this cruise um, do is that they, uh, they, they have a specific theme for this cruise. And, um, you know, when you get there, they're like, yeah, you can decorate your door however you want and, you know, be as creative as possible. So, like, they really want you to, like, have fun. Make make that Norwegian cruise boat your home for the, you know, next 96 hours, you know, four days. And, it, you know, they have theme nights and, you know, bring whatever makes you happy. <laughs> So it's like it's it's awesome. 
and they rent one of those Norwegian cruise line ships. And let me tell you, those ships are decked out. Pun intended. <laughs> um, it's an all-inclusive except for liquor. So, you know, meals provided and any amenities. Uh, on this cruise, uh, bottom shelf liquor does not exist. So you're definitely living uh, like a glamorous lifestyle on that ship, which is awesome. Um, yeah, bottom shelf there on that cruise line is considered uh, Grey Goose. <laughs> it doesn't get lower than that. Yeah. So on this ship, um, you're on there for 96 hours. Uh, so 96 hours of non-stop dance music. I would say about 90% of the people that go on that cruise ship are truly music lovers. And the other 10% on there are there because their parents have money. You know, you can't really, that's just the way, you know, I, I can't express it any other way. You know, it's... Like, mom, I want to go on this cruise, you know? Like, she's all blonde and like, uh, yeah. It's like, here, 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 here's the money. Go on that cruise. And they bring their little, you know, friends and stuff. But, yeah. So, I mean, you can, you can tell those people apart really fast. Because uh, uh, most of them are conceited. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, some would be like, uh, all others, other people would be like, um, why am I going to pay for a four-day cruise where all they do is play loud music and dance? So why would they do that? You know, some people would not consider that a true vacation or a, a peaceful time. Some people want that peace. But, you know, there's a time for everything kind of thing. Also, uh, for what you pay on that cruise, you could literally take a 12-day cruise on a generic cruise line. So personally, I go because I truly love dancing and I have a passion for music. That's why for me, dishing out that cash was, you know, worth it. And uh, for the experience, of course, you know, it's like I always like experiencing new things, you know, stuff kind of like out of the ordinary. Um, yeah. And that for me makes it totally worth it. So we leave uh, Port of Miami, Florida, go to Cosmo, Mexico. Uh, they rent out this Playa Mia, which is an all inclusive. And they also play dance music next to the beach. So basically, this little resort here, it's all just for those group cruisers. I mean, that in itself also makes it worth. Like, think about dancing next to the beach, having some cool DJs just, you know, playing that music. And it's just, it's an experience that really you can only feel if you go, if you, you know, do it yourself kind of thing. But um, the also, other other cool thing about it is they have a sunrise party. So, you know, after 96 hours of just straight, you know, dancing, yeah, you go and take your little naps here and there, you know, to kind of like, you know, get that energy back. But um, you're heading back, you know, from Cosmo, Mexico, or even the prior year to that, we went to this specific island that was uh, bought for specifically for Norwegian Cruise Line. So basically, we go on the cruise, we, go, we travel to the Bahamas, we stop there keep dancing next to the beach, 
you know, have our drinks and stuff like that and um, just enjoy music. And the cool thing is that island is privately owned by Norwegian Cruise Line. So, like, only group cruisers enjoy that. So it's just it's just one of the experiences that it's there it's it's dope it's awesome yeah um, yeah so about this sunrise party you know we're going back from Cosmo Mexico um, it's about the group the sunrise party starts about 4 a.m. so you know when you're on that cruise line like it's kind of on you're on Las Vegas time there's no clocks around you so it. It, you kind of have to keep track of, you know, they give you this big list. You got to keep track of where you're going to be at, what spots, what DJs you want to go visit, uh, what kind of music you're wanting. So, you know, you pre-plan where you want to be, what part of the ship you want to be at, what specific time. But anyways, uh, the sunrise party starts at 4 a.m. and ends about 8 a.m. So it's dark. Crew, the group, you know, the group cruise ship is just kind of, you know, going. They have this specific DJ uh, playing. Um, uh, he did an awesome job, and uh, he's playing there for four hours, and he, uh, he's playing Deep House. So it's like it, my type of music, and you're just, you're just dancing, and then like all of a sudden you start seeing the sun like starting getting more light on there, um, and you realize it's like six in the morning already. Then it's seven in the morning, sun's all you know. There's definitely light out there, and. Um, it, but you know what? Who cares about sleep at that point? Eh? You're, you're there because you wanted to feel that experience. So, yeah. The group cruise was definitely a good experience. Like, you know, I did it two years in a row. It's like, there's people that do it every year, you know. It's just, and they actually consider themselves group cruise family. So, it's, it's, it's an awesome experience. They kind of, uh, I kind of just touched a little bit on it. But, um, anyways, let's get to this video here. Um, on this specific video, uh, me and my roommate decorated our our, uh, our door. Um, oh, another thing is like, uh, there's actual people that you know. There's doctors that go on that group cruise. Uh, my roommate was some type of engineer. Um, you know, a couple got married on that on that cruise. So it's an environment where you can truly be your fun self, and that's why people do it. You know, like. Doctors, you know, they can't be themselves in their area, local area where they're at. So like, yeah, let's travel on this ship. You know, everyone's there to have, the, for the same reason, to have fun and to dance. So yeah, you can truly be yourself, wear, you know, these crazy outfits that they, they put, like um, superhero theme night. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's fun. Anyways, so on, the, on this video that I'm about to show, and please follow them on my YouTube channel because you will definitely enjoy this video. Um, for uh, Sa Sander Van Dorn, he's a, a Dutch electronic dance music producer. Uh, he's been rated in the past as number 10 DJ out of 100, as best DJ in the world, and has also collaborated in remixes with uh, The Killers, Swedish House Mafia, Depeche Mode, um, and he also had residence at the world-famous Amnesia nightclub in Ibiza, Spain. So, you know, th that's just one of the artists that was on there that kind of intrigues you to be on that cruise. So, um, I was playing on this cool theater that they have there, and people are just dancing, you know. It's just, uh, you got, you know, um, cool robots, like, that come out and, like, throw, like, some type of fog. Uh, it's just, they get really creative there. Um, on this video... He, we, my roommate brought this piano 
I brought some, you know, uh, police caution tape, uh, some glow light sticks and stuff like that. And, um, Sandra Van Dorn was going across the hallways and just kind of checking out each door. One of the pe- one of the, his peeps that was with him was basically recording, and um, he came to our door. I was surprised. I didn't even know he did that. And then somebody else showed me the video, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we did a good job." So it it, it, it was awesome. Yeah, he he started playing that his one of his songs on that piano. Uh, let me go ahead and play it. Um, it's it, it's really cool um, for for high you know category artists and to enjoy the simple things in life on that cruise. So he's playing on the piano his song. He's really into it too. Like he stopped for a minute and then he came back and he's like, I gotta do it again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, 8358 was our little room. Is it's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, just you know, I just wanted to share one of those cool moments in life that um that uh, were definitely worth the money. Yeah, let's get back to this deep house on here. Appreciate the comment, guys. Appreciate the you know people that are viewing me. Um, yeah, appreciate the love, guys. Thank you so much. All right. All right. So, so for all my all electronic my dance, dance music, music lovers, lovers out, out, there, out there, make sure to make check, sure out, check out, out our, our my newly, newly produced, produced song. song. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Question, question mark. mark. It's a it's deep, a deep house, house song, song. and. Um, I include piano keys on there. Um, it, it's really um, I, my music's really unique. I I, I don't really um, I I don't I can't. I guess the closest band that I can think of would be Bukashade, com- somewhat comparable to that. Bukashade's a, a band from Germany, and just like I've seen them live here in the U.S., and it's just it's uh, yeah. So, I don't know. For people that are into that, that's the most comparable. But anyways, Question Mark's a deep deep house song. The, uh, you know, I played on my outro on my video here. Also, next song that I have is uh, it's called FAQ. It's Frequently Asked Questions. Uh, and this specific song, you know, I, 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 give, it, I give it that deep house uh, vibe to it. But I also include instruments like a violin, a saxophone, an organ, and a trumpet. So, it's really upbeat. And, um, yeah, you'll notice it in my intro on my podcast here shortly. So, um, yeah, definitely follow us on YouTube for that. And for all my hip-hop lovers out there, I've also uh, remixed my own songs. Um, I have a newly produced song. Uh, it's, called, it's a remix of FAQ. Uh, it's the hip-hop instrumental mix. So, um, yeah, I mean, both songs you can enjoy along with some wine and cheese and a dope freestyle. So, you know, it's it's a little bit of everything there. So listen, download, share, and enjoy. Because that's what life's all about. Uh, downloads, downloads and streaming links are provided on the information section. So just make sure to connect with uh, Soundwaves Official. All right, guys. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm already working on my next song, um, uh, which is actually, I- I'm branching out. Um, into the Latin side of things, um, you, you know, kind of spicing things up. Um, 
pun intended. Uh, I started uh, f- uh, electronic dance music and then kind of branched out to hip hop, instrumental mixes, and now I'm um, uh, branching out into cumbia, cumbia songs. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with cum- cumbias, they're uh, very popular in the South America portion of you know, the world. And um, the cool thing about it is that I, I will be adding that electronic vibe to it, so uh, making unique, making it unique uh, and upbeat. So you know, creativity is something you can't really stop. You know, I it's something that kind of pushes me forward, and uh, also uh, dedication and passion is what moves me. So uh, to keep expressing my feelings through musical sound waves. Thus, my name, Soundwaves Official. Um, I'll end this topic uh, with a favorite quote of mine. Uh, It was once said, I am enough of an artist to draw freely upon my imagination. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. Albert Einstein. Dope quote. If you, if, if you if you argue with that with that statement, you know, take it up with that genius, you know. All right, guys. So topic number seven, trip of the month. All right. So you know, t- take tips out of this. You know, like you know, get ideas of where you want to go. Um, that's why I share it with you guys. My experiences. Um, first trip that I took was uh, down San Francisco, California. On this uh, specific trip, uh, my my main stop was uh, a nightclub called 1015 Folsom. 1015 Folsom, uh, and I did my homework behind you know uh, where to go. Um, has been around for you know 10 plus years. The reason I know that is because I went back in 2006 to watch uh, a six-hour DJ set by Paul Van Dyke, which is uh, a German trance music producer. Uh, needless to say, it was a dope show. But yeah, 10 years go by. I come back to 1015 Folsom. It's not even cooler. It's just better lights, better stereo system. And guess what? Skrillex and Diplo, two you know, Grammy-nominated uh, music performers were there. So it's like, you know, these producers, you know, are there, you know, because they formed a band called Jack U. Um, if you haven't heard of them, they've featured uh, artists on their songs like uh, Justin Bieber, that song Sorry. Um, and other artists uh, that are just, uh, just they give it that, that specific umph that I love. So yeah, I, I went to see Jack U up there in uh, 1015 Folsom. Uh, the other club down there that is comparable to that is uh, Ruby Sky. Unfortunately, they didn't have any cool artists there, so I ended up not going to that. Just to uh, you know, ten fifteen Folsom. Um, you know, I got there. Uh, you know, apparently the the um, the building was full capacity, so they they started. Uh, you know, I, I get there with my ticket. You know, show my iPhone. I'm like, yeah, I bought tickets. You know, I'm coming from Oregon and stuff like that. Um, and they're like, you know, it's full. Go talk to that guy. So I go to this guy. I'm like, you know what? I came all the way from Oregon. I want to go see Skrillex. And um, yeah, he's like, he's like, show me your ID. And he's like, all right, cool, go. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I'm all rushing in. I get this awesome spot. Like, and you'll see on this video that I recorded, um, about a 15, uh, one minute and 15 minute long video, um, and it's him singing along with the crowd. Also, the the crowd singing along with the music, 
while you know Skrillex is on top of uh, the table, just dancing. And I, I I have high respect for him because he's a dancer and he has some moves. I mean, like he really interacts with that crowd, and that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're paying for. So, um, and then Diplo is you know mixing it up while Skrillex is on a, on the table dancing. It's just like it doesn't get better than that, dude. And but yeah, uh, let's let's uh, check out that video on here. Like people were there to have fun, obviously, and um, I mean, I danced like three hours straight, I think, um, and uh, I had like four bottles of water. Like you know, I was there on a mission, you know, um, and you know, I also post a picture on there. I I usually I only wear this shirt on specific occasions because. Um, you know when I wear this shirt that I'm gonna have fun. That's my mindset. So yeah, I was wearing this shirt on there. I was wearing these, you know, these dope masquerade uh, mask, um, mirror ball mask, and then um, yeah, it, it was a fun time. You know, I was like, obviously, I was the only one wearing this. You know, that's how sound waves rolls. And um, I was just there, you know, like I styled my hair up when I got there, and then by the time I left, you'll notice in this picture, it was like all over the place. I was sweating, you know. Like, you know, at that point, like, all I had was water. Like, you, that's all, you, you know, I just need to stay, stay hydrated because the music itself made that whole time an awesome time. Like, you, music is just all I needed, you know? No drinks or nothing like that. And, yeah. You know, I went to see Benny Benassi in Portland, Oregon a while back. He didn't dance to any of his music. So the fact that Skrillex does that, it's just, it, it. I have more respect for him because of that. But yeah, awesome time. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a good spot to hit in San Francisco if you're in that area. Um, also, uh, 
I, uh, you know, I was there in California for, I don't know, five days, I believe. Uh, second trip, I went to Los, Los Angeles, California, my hometown. I go eat at a restaurant that has been there for about 15 plus years. Um, I'll post a picture in here of what I ate, which was uh, a soup that's a Thai soup. Place is called Ochas, and it's Thai food restaurant. It's one of those places that you wouldn't really know about it unless you re recommend it through a friend or a family member um, in that local area. So it's just kind of word of mouth, you know. So I, I went there for that specific food. After ten years, still tasted as good as the, you know, as I remembered. And um, awesome place, yeah. And, and the funny thing is, like, that's the only reason I went to California for or for Los Angeles. Um, after that. Um, I went to Santa Monica to the pier and it was a fun time. Um, I'll post pictures on that too. Also, um, when I was in LA, I also saw, met a friend there. Um, he took me to his local Cuban restaurant, another place that I really would not know about unless you, you know, there's actual local residents there that tell you about it. Um, you know, I was like kind of hesitant. I was like, you know what? I don't know. You know. I've had Cuban food before. It's not kind of flavorless. It's bland. Um, he's like, nah, this one's good, man. Yo. And you know, he was right, you know, and I'll put some pictures on here, like of the place and it was a good time. Um, yeah, good times, guys. He had also gone to Barcelona, Spain recently and was telling me all about it. And looking back uh, at my Alaska trip, it was almost about the same money-wise. So Spain is definitely on my to-do list for my next trip. Uh, so yeah, after that, headed to Anaheim for two days. Anaheim, California. Went to Disneyland California Adventures. Um, that's where I got my Star Wars theme hat right here, Stormtrooper. Um, also, uh, while I was in line for a specific Star Wars ride, uh, and in Tomorrowland, there was these Stormtroopers that came out, you know, and they're like, like, keeping the peace, everybody stay in line. You know, they, they did extremely good acting. It's just one of those places that you're like, Hey, it makes you feel like a kid, like you're really there. So it's like you get your money's worth at that point, you know. So yeah, after that, I was like, oh, I'm getting a hat now. I want to be a stormtrooper. But yeah, anyways, I got this hat because um, not a lot of people were wearing it. it. Like, in fact, I didn't see anyone wear it. Um, they, you know, I wanted to get something unique, something cool, and that's that's what happened. So. Um, I, I had this really cool um, raspberry lemonade that they had. They added a plastic ice cube that would light up in the different colors. So basically, it was it was cool because it was like having a colorful strobe light inside your drink. Um, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "That's totally me, my type of drink." So I was like, "Yeah." And then uh, they would only serve it at night like it's just one of those things so i would walk around people would be stare at my drink you know and uh yeah it's like everything in disneyland it's meant to have fun so yeah um then i went to valenta california there um i got on you know i i, I went to six flats magic mountain um got on all the rides um and i always made sure to go on every front of the front of the roller coaster line so that that way you know it'd be worth it you know that uh, once i was on there i would start saying you know why am i doing this but <laughs> you know that's when the the fear the stress sinks in you know but anyways uh let's check out this uh I got on this ride called Tatsu. It, you know, I asked one of the workers there. I was like, "What's your scariest ride?" And um, and she's like, "Oh, it's Tatsu." And I was like, "All right." So I had my GoPro on. You know, I I was walking towards the line. Um, 
It's a hot day. It's probably about 83 degrees. And um, yeah, big old long line, you know. I'll, I'll speed up through, through uh, the video here. But um, yeah, it was interesting. I had some interesting people in front of me. Um, apparently, the guy in front of me didn't believe in showers. So yeah, um, I, it was a, a long wait line to say the least. So yeah, I'm on there. Um, you know, I'm on that line front front of the front of the line kind of thing. And um, you know, I'm putting my um, I'm putting my my GoPro on, getting ready to kind of do every you know, getting ready to to ride it. And uh, yeah, put it on. So yeah, you'll you'll actually see the footage of of, of me going through the ride, going through some loops and. Uh, it's a fun time, you know, it's just like one of the, my re personal reaction when I'm on scary rides is um, laughing. I laugh out loud. I just can't control it. I just start laughing. And that's that's how I know I'm having fun, you know, like it's just I just laugh. It's almost like a comedian just saying all these funny, funny jokes and you just start laughing. But without the comedian kind of thing. Yeah, it, it was definitely a fun time. All right, guys, next trip that I went to was uh, Fairbanks, Alaska. Took a plane for that. Um, and you know what? This is some of the exclusive footage you'll find on there. Is uh, I actually got some footage of the Aurora Borealis. So those northern cool lights, you know, um, I kind of... Uh, uh, kind of recorded my experience while watching those and um, it, it was an amazing breathtaking view I went to this specific resort um, called the Chinna Hot Springs Resort um, in Fairbanks Alaska um, the funny thing is that it's the first time I, I ever went there so I didn't know what to expect and then when I got there 
um, it just, um, it, it was, it, it was a small town, you know, and then like, I was just like, um, like, what is this? You know, it's smaller than the town where I'm at. And, um, it, it was good. Um, and it, uh, after that, once I arrived there, I actually had to get a taxi or a uh, shuttle and it, it was another 60 miles to the resort where I was staying. I was surprised. I was like, whoa, like even more time after the airplane ride. And I was just like, um, yeah, it's, and those, those rides weren't cheap. Like that's how people make their money up there. Like everything's far in Fairbanks, Alaska. It's like, yeah. And, um, so, um, after, you know, that hour long trip, I get there. And the reason why it's so, it, 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 it's so far is cause it's a, it's a secluded place and that's what you're paying for. You're paying to be, um, out there with nature, but yet still being inside a cool uh, resort area. So on this picture, you can see the view from inside my room in the Moose Lodge. I mean, look at those trees. They're so beautiful. It's just an amazing view. So um, the only cell phone service you get out there is Verizon, which I have. So it worked out. And... Um, Boo AT and T, <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, and they had these natural hot spring resort uh, springs that would just you know um, they would have. Uh, you can get them, and then they had an op they had them open from seven a.m. all the way to midnight. So you know, I'd wake up, be like, all right, take a shower, then go, um, you know, and then even though it's cold outside, you still feel really warm in that warm water and it's like uh and then you go back there in the afternoon and go back at night i i'd show up there at 11 p.m and just enjoy the stars mountains surrounding you it's like it was something needed after traveling to california california is highly stressed about you know everything's far there um it's just um yeah so it's it's Traffic is very stressful. Yeah, so I needed that trip to Fairbanks, Alaska. Captured uh, some pictures for, for the Northern Lights, and, and you'll get to view uh, some exclusive features that you'll see on the podcast, um, and I'll narrate those as well, kind of Morgan Freeman style, because that's how I roll. Oh, my God, so beautiful. Just to see these like amazing lines just appear out of nowhere. They're just colorful and just bright. Just it's, <laughs> it's like a light show. Like cool laser lights just bouncing off the sky. Two minutes go by, it gets all dark, and all of a sudden they just appear. And it's so cool. Yeah, that's that's a big one right there. Wow, that one turns around, curves, does a U-turn, <laughs> then they slowly fade away.
funny because this kind of reminds me like the fireworks that I saw at, at Disneyland not so long ago, like a week ago. I mean, fireworks, they were amazing, dude. Like, I mean, for what you pay for your ticket, it's like, it's totally worth it, man, the whole experience. But yeah, anyways, so this is kind of like fireworks in the sky. And I love it. And let's switch over to the other hand. It's so crazy because like that line right there, that colorful line, you would think it's uh it's, it's some clouds, but I mean they just appeared out of nowhere and then they vanished, so yeah. It's I mean it definitely looks like a big rainbow now. <laughs> it's so crazy to see a rainbow at night two in the morning here in Fairbanks, Alaska. Man, coming to you guys straight in life from out here. Yeah. Hashtag good times. See, just it just went away now. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, look, there it goes, it appears again. Look at that one, that one's bright. Wow. <laughs> it's like almost like colorful lightning up there. It's so cool. You know, people that I spoke with that are from Alaska, they like like yeah we've seen them backyard you know stuff like that it, it's amazing it's breathtaking it's like I I think people in Alaska probably take it for granted it's just it's awesome wow look at that jeez see it's like half of the skies turning different colors the other half is like building these cool aurora borealis man so so cool and i'm gonna walk over here to a place that's actually a little bit darker because i think we can get a, a better view of things hopefully no moose charge at me they do over here but it's pretty dark out oh my god it just got way brighter now I went to see it at Omsi a while back. 
had this laser light show just lay back and <laughs> listen to a Pink Floyd album yeah I mean I'm not like really into that kind of music but you know I went for the experience yeah ooh wow hoping to catch him last night but man like it was about 2 a.m. and I just fell asleep uh, and I was like man I hope I didn't miss him but man it's kind of cloudy last night anyways and yeah I asked and nobody said anything so I think tonight was meant to be setting just shows up. Right now when I go back in, it 
it's gonna feel like a big old warm blanket just covers you instantly. Oh man, wow, that's a long one right there. on the other side like I said earlier it's just um, the moon so bright and full moon and everything it's so cool because like you know behind the aurora borealis lights it's like there's stars so it's like you got little sparkling stars behind it and the cool lights just shifting guys enjoyed the verbal documentary along with those pictures that I was able to take of the northern lights uh, video footage didn't quite come out too dark but um, yeah just kind of wanted you guys to enjoy the experience and know what I was feeling at the time when I was viewing those awesome Aurora Borealis alright guys um, so I have uh, some confessions of the week um, Confessions of the Week, Midnight Confessions, you know, it's the theme of my show. Um, uh, when I was in San Francisco, um, and, and let me start off by saying that um, I don't have a priest that I go to, so therefore you guys are the priest, and I uh, share my confessions with you guys. If you guys want to share your confessions with me, I'll listen to them too. I'll read them, and I'll reply back. But yeah, anyways, um, while in San Francisco... I was one of those people that was singing in the crowd to the song Sorry featuring Justin Bieber. And you know, I it, it's it that's that's one of the many songs on that album that I really love. So I was like I was like sorry it's not like to say sorry. You know, like it's just you know, everyone was singing along. It was just awesome. It's like everyone was that was there was there for the same reason because they love that music yeah so if it's dope in san francisco it's dope everywhere yeah uh second confession i have while i was on the ride in valencia california at six flags i was on a ride called goliath on that ride it it has an extreme downfall so you're you know you're going up high and again i'm in the very front because that's the only way you can really experience things and I get up there and I uh, the confession is basically that I closed my eyes while I was going down and screaming at the same time the guy next to me was funny because he's like hey man wake up wake up and I'm like I'm laughing then we check out the picture that they take on there and he had his eyes closed too so I'm like dude why are you sleeping dude it, it was a fun time man but um yeah that's my second confession on there yeah 
on scare on that specific scary ride I closed my eyes. Yeah. And my third confession. Um after let's see, let me really think about this. Um after this uh, this episode that I, I I'm recording for my podcast Midnight Confessions with Soundways Official, the Epic Edition, um I have pretty much confirmed that I am truly a kid at heart. I I say this because um based on everything that I've said, um and it's just something that you can't really fake, you know? And and that's what I am. I mean, some people claim to be a kid at heart. They're like, oh yeah, I'm a kid at heart. But their lifestyle doesn't really back that statement up. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that is my third confession. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. And look forward to hanging out with you guys next time. So appreciate the love, appreciate the comments, connect on my YouTube account, and it's I've had an awesome time with you guys. So yeah, looking forward to our next episode. I was excited to record this episode, um, like I always am. And um, on my outro, I'll finish it off with my new song called Question Mark, which is a Deep House song. So I hope you guys enjoy it when you see the fully edited version of this podcast. All right, guys. Take care and much love.